Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue. Every relationship begins with you. I am so happy you are here today. Today is like a really, really special day. Well, every day is a special day here over at Relationship Rescue, but today is so good. Why? Because we are going to talk about today. Why is it so hard to leave? Why is it so hard to leave these unhealthy relationships? Why is it? You know, I've talked about trauma bonds before. Um, and, you know, kind of pretty in depth, but I'm not going to talk about the trauma bond today. It's obviously a trauma bond. When two unhealthy people get, come into a relationship, two people codependent on each other to meet their needs because they can't meet any of their own needs, then that is codependent. Meaning I need you to meet my needs because I can't meet them. And if you're not meeting my needs, if you're not filling my love tank, if you're not giving me the infection that I can't give to myself, if you're not giving me everything that I should be able to give myself and you, then guess what? I'm making you responsible. I am dependent on you to feel validated, loved, nurtured, wanted, desired. I have no ability to feel it without you. So then I'm going to use either covert or overt methods to get that love and feeling and validation and everything from you. Now, obviously the narcissists are really good at doing this. They're the worst, at, you know, actually in, in, in using people and the covert part. However, codependent people also are controllers also do things to you know get what they need because they can't give it to themselves right we're givers codependents are big givers they find the takers and then when they find the takers and the takers take they're pissed off and i get it i've been there i understand it so why is it so you know hard to leave see it, 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 before we get going i want to talk about for a second that codependent relationships are not just romantic they're platonic friendships they're with their family and also obviously at work, right? Um, and the, the taker will simply not accept boundaries. So at times it just becomes extremely toxic to that point that it's dangerous mentally because your emotional health is at risk of you deteriorating to a point of inducing um, disease. And I'm not kidding. Depression, the anxiety, yes, but also disease, autoimmune disorders, cancers. You cannot live in stress for your most of your existence. And because believe me, before this relationship, you were living in stress. Codependents don't just become codependent. We have lived in a situation of stress and anxiety most of our lives. So now, how many years do you think that you can possibly um, do this, right? Uh, meaning live with stress and anxiety and not feel that you are um, taking, it's not taking a toll on its body. It will, it will catch up. So um, leaving is an extremely difficult decision, right? Very difficult. It's not an easy dynamic to break. And it's, and unfortunately, it's not like, okay, one decision, you make this deal. I'm breaking it. I'm done. I'm moving on. I, it's great if you've decided to end this relationship, okay? But I need you to understand there's going to be many trials to endure to, or, to end the relationship for good. That's the hard part. We, so many of us will end the relationship 
but that does not mean for good. Getting to you for good is the hard part. So I want to talk about again today, like what is making it so hard to leave? You know, feeling trapped in a codependent relationship is uh, um, such a normal feeling for the people involved in the codependent relationship. And oftentimes it can turn to physical abusiveness, right? Um, so let's talk about this. Dependence, number one, you ready? Dependence validates you. The emotional dependency on another person, okay, to validate your self-worth keeps us trapped. And since you lack, or we, I'm going to put me in this because this used to be me, since we lack the self-esteem to validate ourselves and build ourselves up, we're looking for a really unhealthy, toxic person to do it. But that's all we've kind of known because we have never been able to self-validate, right? So we rely on the relationship or the other individual. And, um, and they may regularly actually try to, you know what, reassure you that we're worthy, that we're wanted. Um, and a lot of times they don't even ever do that, but we still try to get it from them, right? So receiving some form of validation or at least striving from us, um, striving for it from others, it feels better than being alone and feeling worthless and rejected. There's number one. Number two, we have an obsessive quality, okay? Um, it's, and there's an obsessive quality to codependent relationships. We become tuned into the needs of our partner so much that it crosses boundaries and we become what? Controlling and enabling. And over time, as we neglect all of our own needs and we just simply focus on the other person, we're constantly worrying about them, wondering what they're doing. Our life revolves around someone else, usually the narcissist, the taker, right? And this is very difficult to undo. And if you're not codependent, if you've never been codependent, you're thinking, why? Well, all the reasons I'm saying right now, and also, you know what, go back and listen to my some, some of my stuff on childhood. Wounding, traumas, what happens, how we become codependent. Um, number three, you don't see reality. We are very, um, we seem to be aware of that we're feeling bad, right? We're very aware that this doesn't feel good to us. But we're not really aware of how unhealthy this attachment is. Why? Because we might not know any other kind of attachment. And love or obsession, which is love addiction, um, is what we, we, we become addicted to. The love from the person, the taker that's not giving it to us. And if you look back, where did that, who, who did you first have that relationship with? A mom? A dad? Who was it? Right. But now this clouds our judgment and we are not seeing the reality of the situation. And so those childhood relationships shape what we perceive as normal, acceptable. Even if you knew what was happening in your childhood, that wasn't it wasn't normal or healthy. You may subcon subconsciously repeat those patterns because on some level they are comfortable to you and familiar to you. I knew my childhood was messed up to the max. Okay, I knew it was messed up. I knew my dad was a crazy, alcoholic, abusive narcissist. I knew it. Like, I didn't have those words, but I knew. But do you think that stopped me? Nope. 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 Because, 
Again, it's familiar. That's why we ignore the red flags. They some, they feel familiar to us, love bombing, whatever it is. And we're trying to get that he, he, wound healed. And until you heal that wound, you might leave one taker and go to another one. You might leave one alcoholic and find a different type of a taker, right? Um, then we start with the number four, which is... Um, uh, it's not always bad. It's just not that bad, right? It's such a common phrase among codependents because many, many of the times these relationships are not bad. There may be good times. Possibly you even feel happy. You're connecting with your partner. Whoa, there's some hope here, right? You, you know what? Your partner may even accept your peer boundaries for a period of time, but it doesn't seem to last now, does it? And when things are bad, they're really bad. And so then you can only ask yourself, how bad do they have to be before I finally leave? Which, what is that? What, what is it that I always say, right? How bad? Well, change doesn't happen until it's harder to stay the same. So somebody will not leave until it is harder to stay in that relationship. And here's the problem. A codependent's threshold for pain in a relationship is high because they lived in a painful relationship for at least the first 18 years of their life. It's familiar, okay? Five, your partner won't let go. See, it takes two to tango. So it's likely that the other one is going to have a hard time letting you go. They won't want the relationship to end. And they might even continue to try and push your boundaries even after you've left the, the relationship, right? And this is very upsetting. It can be confusing because you have this strong need to feel wanted and validated, so all of a sudden you've had the courage to leave and you leave, but they keep begging you to come back or, you know, asking you to come back, whatever it is. And whoa, boy, are they triggering this? Oh, it feels good to be needed. It feels good to be wanted. I don't think I want to go. I think I want to go back. I want to go back. I want to go back. This feels too good. And then you go back and it's the same thing. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed, right? So now number six, final one today is helping others is acceptable, right? So if we see it as a positive attribute. Society sees it as a positive attribute to help others, especially for women. Caretaking is socially acceptable. I'm going to say it again. Caretaking is socially acceptable. And we are so used to putting our needs last behind our children, behind husbands, behind partners, right? And then guess what? We convince ourselves that the partner needs us and we can, we can leave them at a later date. It's unrealistic. It perpetuates guilty feelings, keeping you trapped in this unhealthy dynamic. And I'm not saying men too. It happens, right? So, it, it, by the way, actually, I believe that there is an equal amount of women narcissists and men narcissists takers. Men just don't talk about it as much. Why? Because other men would be like, dude, man, oh, mate, mate, man, dude, how could you let her do that to you? Jeez. You're, you're, you know what? You're a wimp. You're a weakling. It's very hard for men to talk about narcissistic abuse of what a woman did to them. And we need to normalize that. We really need to normalize that conversation because it happens a lot. I believe just as much as it happens to women. But part of society looking at it as women are the caretaker and stuff is because we're not letting society see that men, this is happening to them too. So then men get put in the category of you are the abuser, which 
guess what? That to society, we only hear about the men abusers. We hear about women abusers, but men have to start opening up. Vulnerability is the key. That also helps get rid of the shame of it. All right? So, um, we're going to continue on, you know, all year here in 2024 about talking about these, you know, what are we going to do about leaving these codependent relationships? Um, good news. Really good news. My community, Relationship Warriors, Not Warriors, is opening up next week. Um, uh, I'm putting the finishing touches on it. And it's going to be everything relationships. There will be four different sections. One for marriage, divorce, dating, and then healing, inner child healing. It is the community of all communities. And um, I'm going to grandfather in the first 30 people, just 30. You're going to be grandfathered in at a, an introductory price that will never be seen again. And um, if you want to understand a little bit more about what it's about and get on the waiting list, because when I open it, the minute 30 people sign up, I'm canceling, I'm putting off, um, I'm shutting off membership for a period of time, and then I'll reopen at a higher price. So it's going to be about as affordable as four lattes, four lattes, yeah. And you are at that price forever. And you can go about different circles. And if you want to go into this, talk about the dating with that community. If you want to talk about, go to the relationship, marriage community, the divorce community, the healing community. You can go into all the different communities. And, and later on, there's going to be price tiers. There's not going to be, you can't go into all the communities. So you want to get in now because you're there at that price, at this thing forever. Um, so join the waitlist. Go to the show notes, click on the um, the link, and get in now. Um, again, join the waitlist. I will be notified, and as soon as the doors open next week, I will. You will be in. It's going to be exciting. I'm so glad you're here. Um, until next time, let me know if you have ever have any questions. You need anything from me? I love you. I'm grateful for you. I hope you have a great day, evening, afternoon, wherever it is that you are in this world. And remember, every relationship begins with you. Until next time, bye bye.